time to go one-on-one -on -one with DP. Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios, here is your host, Derek Pearson. Presented by Beatrice Bakery on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome, everybody. One-on-one, 93.7 The Ticket. I'm across from Rico. Rico's my one-on-one -on -one today because I want to pick his brain about... Oh, no. Well, there's lots to talk about. Don't do that. Why my not? brain isn't my brain isn't a weird place today. Well, that's okay. That's probably makes for good radio. Then. Well, Rachel Rachel's off to Philadelphia today. So you got everything for a couple of days. So yeah. it's me and the kiddos. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm calling it Single Dad Week. It's yeah. only a couple of days, but Single Dad couple of days doesn't roll off the tongue as well. You should have activated Daddy Daycare. So Single Dad Week. No, you should have right activated here. Daddy Daycare. I mean, Mark's a dad. He's got a daughter. He could probably mm. Oh, yeah. Single dad week. I'm going to see if I can handle it. Okay. All right. All right. Well, I mean. I am terrified. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Mom. It's you. It's so it's Mr. Go, Mom week. It's right? going to go great. I'm going to pick him up from daycare after I get off work, and we're going to see how this first day goes. Uh oh. Because neither one of them wants to sleep in their own rooms. He doesn't want to stay in his crib. She doesn't want to stay downstairs in her bed. So it's probably, probably going to be sending pictures to Rachel be like, hey, we're just. Chilling in bed. You got to get through how you get through. Watching man. Disney movies. <laughs> you got to get through Something how you get through. Man. We'll figure it out. Yeah, you got to get through how you get through. I re I remember I remember the first uh, first time that I was I was with my daughter. Just it was just me. It wasn't it wasn't her mom. It wasn't my mom or you know her mm -hmm. her grandma. It wasn't anybody. It was just me. And the first night is literally the scariest thing I've ever uh, I've ever done because it was oh well okay here's everything. You're, like you're always mm -hmm. on. Like I thought, I've I've been alone with just Ellie before, but that was when she was littler, like mm -hmm. before her first birthday. And I can, like, I thought that was terrifying. And now thinking back, like, I could do that. I could do one kid easy. Mm -hmm. But now I got to deal with a terrible twos toddler mm -hmm. and a five month old. As of yesterday. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How are they getting along? They're great. They love. Sometimes she loves him too much. Ah. Ah. Which uh -huh. is uh -huh. a problem because she just wants to like lay on him, and yeah. I'm like, "Baby girl, he's fragile." Yeah, I know you don't know what that word means, but he's <laughs> like, if you if you lay you on him, yeah, you'll you give learn. him owies. Yeah. And she's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, bubs." Yeah. And she just wants she like pretends she like tickles him, and she wants to pick him up, and I'm like, "You can't yet. Just please." Like I love that you you want to be around your brother and you want to do all this, but please stop. <laughs> Uh, the text line makes a point. I don't know if Rico's wife is going to go uh, to buy into him naming this single dad week. She's already fine. She's fine with it. She's making fun of me. She's like, oh, it's yeah. not, you're not single. You're fine. And I was like, yeah, it's single dad week. <laughs> like, you'll be back and it'll be fine. But this is single. This is, this is my week of being a single dad. <sighs> Going um, to work and spending time with the kids. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be rooting for you. Thank you. Um, you know, we'll see how it works. There's a you were invited to the women's gymnastics meet. Yeah, that's not happening. Uh, I, kinda, I was gonna. I, as soon was, as you said that, I went. Oh yeah, that's just. Dumb. I wanted to go when I you know I saw they like posted like yeah we you know at the divani tomorrow and I was like oh cool and I was like wait I can't. Uh, <laughs> you have two kids. Uh, but you, there are two women's basketball games, so you can go take. Uh, I think she friend. should be back Wednesday, but she could also not be back till Thursday. So it's one of those things where she could be back Tuesday for all I, for all she knows. It depends on how everything goes when she gets there. Stupid work. <laughs> Imagine that. 
the nerve of it all. How dare they? Trust oh. How dare they send her on a work trip and, and have her do important things? Oh, man. You know, you're living tough, Rico. 402-464-5685. Uh, the starter Hammond text line, the Honda Lincoln hotline. You can call in if you want to add to. Um, the starter Hammond video stream live, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch. Jump at it. Jump on. Jump in. Um, kids, gather around. Gather around. Uh, Uncle DP wants to, wants to set things straight and a couple things in play just to be sure. Saturday, men's basketball had a game at home against Rutgers. And before the game, it was noted that one of the Husker players was not dressed and was not with the team on the floor warming up. It was then passed along that, well, he's in the building, he's in street clothes, but he's not going to play. And a thing happened that I I just want to highlight, put shine a light on so that we never, ever do it again. Because what happened was social media took that story that a player was in street clothes and threw just an assortment, a, a, a fart bouquet of, of rumors and speculation towards that young man. Not knowing the situation, they spoke on it as though they knew, which is problematic. I make a point on here. I try not to speculate without talking to the source and not sources around the source, but the source themselves. And so through the course of this game, then it was discussions over, well, you know, it was practice. It was this, it was a fight. It was an argument. It was all of these things. We were talking about a member of the Husker athletic department, a player who came? Who come? Who came to Lincoln to to play and to represent the state and represent the university? And in that player's greatest time of need that we're aware of, what some of the fan base was doing was throwing darts and water balloons. And that's not why we're here. That's not why we should be here. What we should have done was waited for the official word on what was going on. And what we should have done afterwards was reach out to said young man and say, we're here for you because it's the right thing to do. It's why we're here. A Husker was in pain and in need. And instead of him being poured down and rained upon with Husker love, as I was told is the norm and the standard, what we've become is too close to dart throwers and and egg tossers. It's a little bit too much, too rude, too sued, too loud. See, when a player is going through his thing, what we should do, and it's the thing that I say often, a player needs us more when things go wrong than they do when they, things go right. And at that moment, Husker Nation should have stood up and stood up for that young man. 
losing a family member is never easy when you're younger and you lose a family member, especially somebody of, of value to you and close proximity to you. And then to find that out on the way to, to, to a game and then to, to have all of that stuff recoil in a vacuum afterwards that, well, this was said about you, this was said about you, this was said about you. And it shouldn't be that the father should have to come to the rescue of the, of the child, but because I thought that there were adults in the space who would step up and take care of Husker sons and daughters. You're the gatekeepers for this thing. You are the caretakers. So whether you're 5,000, 50,000, 90,000, you're the caretakers for the young people who are sent here, who are brought here, who are recruited here, who are signed here under your watch. And we've gotten too comfortable with just passing along rumor and speculation as fact and truth. I was told that Husker Nation is the most loving, caring fan base in America. I do not disagree with that, and I will not disagree with that, but I will ask that we stand up and say we're not going to do this thing anymore. This thing. Mm -hmm. This thing where young people in pain have to deal with all of the nonsense. That's not who you are. That's not who we are, right? Uh, can, can we agree to that? So text line, let me know if I'm wrong. Because if I'm wrong, I'll, I'll, I'll stand up and be corrected on it. But to me, when young Huskers need the adults in the room to rally for them, you should rally for them. When they're struggling, you should rally for them. When they're in pain, you should rally for them. When they're down, you should rally for them. It's become too easy, too convenient, too loud to just tell lies about people because you're bored or because you feel some sort of way about them, whether you like them as people or not, you should still be rooting for them. And I mean, if you don't like them, you don't have to say anything. Well, that's that, just right. As, as many mothers have, have told their, their children before, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Well, we've, we've, it seems it, as if it, when people we've, we've get older, they that. forget that. Well, no, in, in today's vacuum, we have flipped that, that we want to say we want to be negative. There's so many people that just want to just rail against people, and it's out of pain. And look, it's, it's weird times for everybody, mm-hmm. and people are going through stuff. But you don't take out your pain on somebody else. I know that hurt people hurt people. Mm-hmm. We know that to be true. What I'm saying is find some place in yourself. So that when you get an opportunity to stand up for somebody that you can help, stand up and help them. And stop feeding into rumor, lies, and speculation. Stop doing it. Like we saw that we, we, we saw the post. We saw everything on social media. And before the game, during the game, it was like even during the game, people were speculating. I'm going, why aren't you focusing on the game? It was not it was not good. Right, the, the things that people were saying. Right, it just it was terrible, and you just went, wait, wait a minute. 
these are Huskers. Like, in the end, they're Huskers, mm -hmm. right? So work from that considerate. Right. That whether it's a sport that you care about or a player that you care about or not, it's all one and the same. It should be the same. And it just struck me as odd. That's all. It struck me as odd. And I don't I don't want to hear the whole well, if they were winning, we wouldn't have to speculate and do like I'm 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 actually getting really tired of the whole With every monthly bill, like rent and car payments, you know exactly what you're getting when you pay for it. But health insurance plans feel like the total opposite. They're confusing and expensive. Then when you actually have to use your benefits, there are deductibles, claims, processes, and other red tape to deal with. But CrowdHealth puts you back in control of your health care. CrowdHealth is simple, transparent, and affordable. As a member, you'll get a personal care advocate who is with you every step of the way to help navigate the complexities of health events. They'll even negotiate bills on your behalf and could save you thousands of dollars in the process. Plus, you'll get access to thousands of other members who are ready to help pay for large health expenses. Experience healthcare freedom with CrowdHealth. Visit joincrowdhealth.com and use code HEALTH to get your first three months for just $99 per month. That's joincrowdhealth.com, code HEALTH. CrowdHealth is not health insurance. It's a totally different way of paying for health care. Terms and conditions may apply. Whenever people are like, well, winning cures everything. I'm like, well, winning cures a lot of things, but it shouldn't have to cure being a good person and not throwing speculation onto a wall like spaghetti and seeing if it's done. Like, you, you should still be, especially if your team is losing, you shouldn't want to throw rumors and speculation out there because that's only going to hurt them even more. Because if you're losing, you're already in a fragile mental state. You're, you, you, nobody wants to lose. So you're in a fragile mental state, and then all of a sudden, again, these are kids. They check social media. They're going to be looking for their names. They know that they're pretty high profile here. They're going to look for their names and see, you know, I wonder what people are saying about me. And if they see all of this 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 hate and 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 negativity spread about them that's not going to help them on the it's not like they're going to look at that and be like oh you know Johnny go big red 402380 whatever uh says that I I I played bad in this game and I should be you know driving to the hoop more I I should listen to him and do that I'm going to take that hate and I'm going to turn that into to motivation like sometimes the hate is just hate and it and it and it hurts it's not always motivation. Well, it, it's the venomous, and I understand now that that a lot of people who engage in in this space and in on social media aren't first of all aren't who they say they are or who they proclaim to be. It's a lot of so, Husker fan, right? 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 Like uh, sometimes it's somebody from somewhere else who's agitating just to agitate because they've got nothing else to do. Those people you need you need your own therapy and your own help work on that. Yeah, we're here for you, but. Chill out a little bit. But on the other side of it, it is people who – it's hard enough to be a fan when things aren't going well. What you cannot do is to set a standard for people thinking this is how Nebraska does business and how Nebraska behaves. Like if you're in the recruiting game and you hear that all of these players know each other, all of these parents know each other. And if the word is that this is how Nebraska treats its its student-athletes in a time of need, that's not the statement you want. That's certainly not going to help the program. It's not going to help you recruit. Mm -hmm. 
Like I, I, I'll keep saying it. Be careful what you show people as truth because they'll start to believe you. And if you're telling people that this is how you treat your, your student athletes, they're going to believe you. And th- that gets to the people you're trying to recruit, the people that you need in the program, the people that you need around the program. But we're talking about a kid who was having one of his toughest days only to have, I mean, when his dad speaks out, you go, I, I can't imagine that. I-, I can't imagine not being here and having people say that about your kid and when it's not true. Mm-hmm. So, look, just forward. You can disagree. Um, you don't. Here's here's the thing. You don't need to know what the negative speculation is. There are facts to 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 things that were in play. Deal with facts. Deal with the truth. The speculation is wrong. I'm not going to give amplification to the to the, to the negative. What I'm saying to you is, as a Husker fan, be there for the young Husker student athletes. That's pretty simple. You can be dissatisfied in the results, but those kids, those are young people who are who, who represent you, who give you pride. And you know, it's a whole other question if you're basing your mood and your vibe on teenage student athletes. Mm-hmm. That's a different conversation because we all do it to some level. But it's not my job to beat up somebody when they're down, kicking somebody when they're down. That's not who Husker Nation is or should be. That's where I am with that. We can talk about the performance of the team. You can talk about uh, the result. I mean, it's an eight-game losing streak. You're six and fifteen. Uh, the men's program uh, cannot be satisfied with what they're with the product they're putting on the floor. Mm-hmm. I think they took a step Saturday. It seemed like it. Right? That you were playing with uh, renewed energy and vision. There was, mm-hmm. there was a collective in place. Um, now, you, you're not going to win Big Ten games shooting 29% no. in the field. Uh, but even with that, they still could have won the game. Also, to, 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 to speak at how they were defensively, look, this was a, a, a solid, a rock-solid defensive exhibition on Saturday night. One of, if not the best defensive performance they've put on this season. Right. So to do that and force Rutgers and its veteran squad to do some things that they weren't comfortable doing in order to to, 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 to get a win. And then, yeah, making free throws down the stretch is important. Mm-hmm. Making – making having an, a, a cultural identity uh, to your play, offensive playmaking when you need a bucket is paramount. Like you've got to figure that out in the Big Ten. What's your go-to? What are you going to do? How are you going to get there? How are you going to do it? Um, who's going to do it? Like, mm-hmm. we don't know who's going to take the shots in those crucial moments. I like. I don't want to pile on on a, any one player or, or, or the coaching staff, but I understand you want to go to a certain player in crunch time because you want that player to get you buckets. But if that person's getting double-teamed as soon as they touch the ball, I feel like maybe switch it up a little bit and look for somebody else. Well, but also remember how good Rutgers is defensively. Yeah. So whatever it is that your focus is, your tendencies, Rutgers knows your tendencies. Mm-hmm. So they understand Bryce off the top of the key or Bryce off the wing. Verge, you know, this is a game where you could have used Verge, right? Especially late in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to have differences. 
they didn't get much from from Tamanaga. They didn't get much uh, at all. Like he had a couple open looks he didn't take. He I, only played I, five minutes, right? Took, were, well, that's why he took him out because he had a couple open looks that he didn't take. He took three shots, none of them were threes. Right. Had two offensive rebounds. Yeah, I mean he was you know, he was active. He brought energy. Turnover he, and a steal. He got penned. He got penned on a bad bad switch, and he, you got, know, he got punished for. Yeah. Well, one he got a steal, one but got one steal. he got punished for. Um, it's a th- like this team will tell you to shoot at 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 twenty nine percent isn't isn't there, but they were winning the the as a matter of fact they won the rebound game battle. That, that's remarkable. But the difference was they were minus five five in the last four minutes. That's mm-hmm. when the game was determined. They were at plus ten uh, with six minutes left. They lost a turnover battle. Mm hmm. Minus yeah. four. Yeah. Ten, yeah. It's, Rutgers had ten block. Wow. Yeah, well, well, they had ten blocks. The Huskers were eleven for twenty from on 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 layups. Yeah, and that's how like highly contested room. We went through that a year ago, right? We went through that a year ago, so mm-hmm. we knew what it was. That sometimes you've got to finish at the rim instead of on the glass. Uh, Rutgers bigs were impressive defensively, but a loss is a loss is a loss. Um, they're now eight in a row. They'll have an opportunity, and it's a tough situation. They got to go to Ann, Har- Ann Arbor. You got to go to Ann Arbor. And look, Michigan's got a big one tonight. They got Indiana tonight. Mm-hmm. And they, they didn't play well against Michigan State. So they've got their own things to work on. because struggling. Yeah, that that was there. That's a 10-8 and eight Michigan team. None of us would have that team at 10-8 and eight at this point. That team was supposed to be a one seed right? this season. Right. So you'll find out more about it. And it's I, I do find it interesting. To have all of this stuff play out the way it's played out in the Big Ten. Like, Purdue's the elite right now, and everybody else is trying to play catch-up. So it's fun to watch how this thing is going to happen. Um, but my goodness gracious, this week uh, is not – that that going to Ann Arbor in a, in a brawl is necessary. They're going to have to step up. They're going to have to step up. Mm-hmm. Um uh, Sanderson says this from the text line. I guess I missed uh, whatever happened you were talking about, but I love your, your advice. Nebraska fans used to be different. And what we have become lately is embarrassing. Adding constant negativity to these struggling programs is not going to make things, things better. Yeah, there's just a lot of sniping, and, and it's just not necessary. Low-hanging fruit. Yeah, I mean, to take, to t- take the rumor and everything else. So, to be clear, Saturday, Alonzo Verge, uh, on his way to to the ball game, found out that his aunt had passed away. And through conversation with Coach Hoiberg, they make they come to a decision that uh, it was listed as a coach's decision that he, he would not play Saturday. So he was there. Uh, of course, he wasn't in drills, but he was there at street clothes, and then he was then participating in the, in the final shooting drills and then on the bench. And during that time where the game, well, before they had announced what was going on, all of the speculation and all of the out-and-out lies about what uh, was the cause of this thing. People said, you know, wow, they were fighting on, at practice. And they said, no. See, th- this is the, the thing. And in a moment where uh, that young man was, was at a low point, people were taking shots at him, and I don't like it. That's not what we're here for. That's not what we should be doing. And it become, it's become far too easy and far too convenient for people to just be jerks to, 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 to student-athletes. Um, for whatever reason, and the reason's never good enough. Mm-hmm. 
Like, there's never a reason for people to do what they did Saturday. And then finally, after the game, uh, Fred Horbrick said, listen, um, he had a personal, a serious family matter, uh, and we just talked and said it would be best if he if he uh, didn't play. And, and that, and again, to and, read and, into the right, way that he right. said and it. Right, then, and, then, and then people jumped back into the pool, and it's them jumping back into a pissy pool. I don't understand how you can read into the the way that he said what he said. Well, he's, he's like he's, he he told you what was up. Here's there's a, there's a there's another part to this thing where fans or social media folks have decided that they're entitled to know everything about everything, and that has never been true, never gonna be true. Mm-hmm. Um, that was that man's personal business. That was that student's personal business. And finally, right? So Saturday night, there was more of the vitriol. And then finally, Alonzo Verde Sr. just goes, okay, here's what happened. His aunt died. He found out on the way to the game he was upset. Now, you can't take back all of the the stuff that you put into the vacuum in the pool, Mm -hmm. which shouldn't have been there anyway. It shouldn't have been in any way. Like simply allow truths to be to be to be spoken and told. Allow the better version of Husker Nation to be shown. And quite frankly, stop being jerks to people just because it's easy and convenient while being anonymous. It's just not necessary. What happened to it's a family personal family issue and then everybody goes, Okay, that's fine. Why why do we need to know about his family be, life? Be, we don't be, need to. People feel like they, they deserve the right to know and they don't. So wh- all I'm asking is this. Just like on this text line, you know, let's not yell and and throw rumor in it. And people love to ask for us to speculate. Well, we can have conversations, but when it comes to people's personal business, that sort of stuff, that's not a space. You want to talk about how they're playing? Cool. You want to talk about the facts and the numbers, the stats? Cool. Mm-hmm. But when somebody sends their kid to Lincoln, Nebraska to be loved on, that's what we should do. But that's just me, and that's just Rico. We'll throw the break. More one-on-one when we come back. Download our app by searching 93.7 The Ticket in your app store. You're listening to One-on-One with DP on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.